We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the Volleypod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good morning and welcome to the Volleypod. How are you today, Todd? Davis, I'm doing well. What's uh, the latest? You guys play? You have your team play yesterday? What's we, going on? We played yesterday and we had mixed results, but I thought I definitely think we're getting better. We're on the right track. All right. Yes. All right. We had some really good high-level matches and we're playing some, I think, really tough teams. I find everyone's one's team and obviously, but we're right there being competitive with them. Didn't go as we planned as far as winning, but I do think we're on the right track headed into our qualifier this weekend. All right. So Where are you heading? We're going to Salt Lake City. All right. Got to get in the top two to get a bid. All right. So that's the plan. Good. So, good luck with that. Good stuff. We have a uh, very special episode. Special episode. We are getting away from our normal format and doing a book review. Book review. And book review. From the legend Karch. Ah, ah his book. Oh. Chasing Greatness, A Guide to Unlocking Your Potential on and off the court. And it comes from Karch, uh, who obviously, you know, greatest player probably in history in the U.S. for sure. And then now he's become one of our greatest coaches. Absolutely. And so the guy, everything kind of he touches Turns to gold. Uh, turns to gold. and But he has a system in this book. Absolutely. Really gets into it. And the other guy who it was with is a buddy of mine, one of my favorite guys, Don Patterson. That's right. Yeah. And Don is, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, put out Dig Magazine That's for a right. number of years yeah. and is a uh, volleyball journalist. You know, how many volleyball journalists are there? Man. He's into it. So he loves it. It's cool. And we should say this book is available for purchase on Art of Coaching Volleyball website. It is yep. not included in our 20%, but it is well worth it um, to grab this book. It is. It has a ton of wisdom, not only if you're a volleyball coach and player, but really for a lot of different fields. Yeah. Hey, it's a guide to unlocking potential on and off the court. So let's get to it. We're All just right. going to go chapter by chapter. Perfect. I'll be the chapter guy. Chapter one, learning it, earning it. And Karch is a big guy. If you ever seen any of his uh, presentations mm-hmm. at AVCA, he's talking about being a great learner. And he breaks it down into a three-step process. Number one, deploy a pur- purposeful learning strategy. Okay. Number two, apply consistent focus to that. Number three, invest time. So really three-step, pretty simple. Pretty simple, simple but to really say. powerful. Yeah. Pretty simple to say, Same. but hard to do. Yeah, and I think he there's a, a discipline that really kind of permeates this book and his ability to do those things is is cool. Well, and I love that he connects it to learning right off the top. Yep. And these are these are athletes that we know to be our best in the country, and they're still gotta learn stuff. I yeah, love it. Takes us to chapter two. Yeah. Making every minute count. Yes. And so I was lucky enough to see Tommy. Um, Tommy, you, give us Tommy. Uh, my Shiro. Am okay, I saying that yeah. right? 
Um, but right. she's the assistant coach on the national Yeah, team. she was a libero for the women's team, right? Yes, and now she's teaching a bunch of the serve receive and helping them out. And she did a presentation on what they do with the national team. Um, and she modeled a lot of this stuff with who they had there. And one of the things they model, modeled is this tutor session. It's their preferred learning strategy. And it's a short tutor session, essentially just blocked training portion of time. And, but it's, it's short and it's intentional. Short, how long? On. 10 to 15 minutes at okay. the most. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is short. So, yeah, I like that. So, hey, yeah. you get in, get focused, get out. Yep. All right. Absolutely. Making every minute count, those short, short, uh, shorter sessions there. Number three, this is a, a good one, I think, for all the coaches. Absolutely. I could get a little better here. Practicing purposefully. Yes. And I'm not a huge whiteboard guy, but I... I think this point makes a lot of sense. Um, put an F for focus on every drill. So we're not just doing this drill. What's our focus within this drill? And I know this is important because I've asked my team recently, what are we working on? And they'll put the drills we're doing, right. not the focus. So I think this is a really valuable one. So just right. tell your team what you're focused on. This idea of yep, what we call single item focus. Yes. What are we trying to do in this? And as coaches, we have to be disciplined to stay with that as well. Absolutely. Because a lot of times... I can get, oh, we're working on coverage, but I'm like, oh, look at the hitter did this, you know? Right. And so, wait, we're working on coverage. My feedback loop has to stay with that. Yes, absolutely. It's so a good one. Easy for me to get uh, distracted there. Yes. And then the other one, variety and randomness is generally better than just block. But what's better even than that is going back and forth between block and random and block and random. And they do a great job of that, a brief block session and then into the randomness and retain what you were trying to work on in that block. Right. And then with that focus, so you have that single item focus when you get into random and that's when it takes that coaching discipline to Absolutely. stay focused because there's so much stuff happening. Absolutely. And I'm going to end that uh, end of that chapter. We have uh, we have Mark Dumphy, another Hall of Fame coach. Oh, yes. And Karch talks about Marv saying that volleyball players are happiest when they know they're improving. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. And our job is to create that ideal environment so the players know they're improving. I love that. Pretty simple, right? And by practicing purposefully, that's a way to do it. Chapter four. Embracing adversity. Oh, man. We've talked a lot about this on the pod. <laughs> yes. Uh, what does Karch have to say about that? So the big one is nothing easy or deep or meaningful. I'm sorry. Nothing deep or meaningful in life comes easily. In fact, it mostly comes with pain, suffering, and difficulty. And I always visualize myself telling my club team at the beginning of the year, hey, come on to my team. We're going to have tons of pain, suffering, and difficulty. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. But that's actually how you get better. Yep. And that's really what you need to do if you want to become really, truly elite. Right. right? So I love that And point. getting that challenge point too, right? Yes. Where, hey, we're challenging those players, especially our best players sometimes. I think sometimes we get we get lax. And I think, you know, the book talks about, you know, creating those situations, even for these players that are some of the best players in the world, right? Absolutely. He still has to create this idea of this challenge and this adversity that they overcome and become kind of steeled to that, right? Yes. And I must be achieving something deep and meaningful because I've been having a lot of pain <laughs> in my coaching career. Right. <laughs> Chapter five yeah. is developing willpower and carches. Oh, yeah. Carches. I mean, he talks about himself at Christmas where he made his 
him and his sister open one present every day, like after Christmas. So instead of opening all their presents. So he's a guy who's super self-disciplined, but the book he talks about there is Atomic Habits, that successful people feel the same lack of motivation as others. They're, They're not some, you know, there's not some special gene there or anything. They're just able to deal with it better, that lack of motivation and stay disciplined with it. Uh, and I think Karch is a is an ideal example there. Is that is who wrote Atomic Habits? Is it Goggins? Um, I don't think so. No, I can't okay. remember. Well, I, I heard David that. Goggins talking about that same topic recently, okay. and he said maybe going, it was. I don't know. Maybe, well, but it goes to your point of willpower and saying he goes. I look at my shoes because he's going to go out and do a fifteen mile run at the shortest, right? right? And he's like, I look at my shoes for an hour but then I'll still go do that run, right? <laughs> and some people just look at their shoes and then they don't end up right. doing the run. So those habits, right? It's all about having atomic habits. I think that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, chapter six, we're still in the learning, the learning from mistakes. And that idea of, hey, can we really look at, hey, what did we learn? And the idea of asking your team, okay, your team played, what was the single most important lesson we learned? And can you distill that? Or is it just this kind of amorphous thing that we really don't go, oh, well, yeah, we're getting better because we made some, what do we learn? Right, right. What are we gonna get into practice and and focus on when we get back? I like that. Awesome. Um, Also, this one I think is good for managing the randomness of the game is having a order that you do your tasks in. So if we know that we're going to do things in X, Y, Z, that can tend to give some order to the randomness that is volleyball. Right. That's right. stability and some confidence in learning there. Right. Absolutely. And it helps them remember their responsibilities. Right. Rather than this huge long list. Oh, we made all these mistakes. Well, right. Yeah. We made all the mistakes. How can we prioritize those and break them down? into small enough chunks to say, hey, we're going to get better here, here, and here. I love it. And I like that, 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 that idea of learning things in threes, right? Yes. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Uh, chapter seven, playing to strengths and overcoming weaknesses. This is an interesting one because how do we balance those things? And I think I've always been probably weighted a little too much toward that idea of we got to fix this problem, right? I've been like a fixer. And Cars talks about a season plan, focusing on weaknesses early, but then as the season goes on, you're emphasizing your strengths. And so there's this confidence that comes with a seasonal plan. I kind of like that idea. I do like that one too. Yeah. And real quick on that, I have a, I have a really short story. So when we were at, when I was at Bonita Vista, it's probably the best team I've ever had. And we had, three rotations with like the player of the year in the front row and three rotations with no one that played club in the front row. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was like, well, what do we do? And I think a lot of people would like try to balance out their lineup. And we just said, forget it. We're just going to stack three rotations or as many as we can. And then we're going to try to make it through those other three. So I think that, you know, having this idea of playing to your strengths later on the season makes a lot of sense for sure. The other point he brings up in this chapter that I think is really uh, valuable, especially for newer coaches, because we always want to be positive. Right. But can we be positive when positivity is the right thing to do? Right. And basically, he says, make sure that compliments are specific. So not just good job, everybody. And everyone's like, well, you know, I didn't really 
touch the ball there. I didn't really, you know, what was good and what do we want to retain out of that good, good part, right? That's that brings me to something where I'm I'm trying to do a better job of staying away from a lot of general statements to my team that don't mean anything. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because if I said, oh, well, our effort was good there. And as a team, well, some players might have had a great effort level. Others, you know, didn't are, you know, hey, we should be proud of plays like this when Davis kind of laid out on this or when Mary did this. Those are the plays that really are who we're about. We make those specific. Right. Rather than that general, oh, we're playing great or, oh, we're, you know, playing with no heart. No. Can we be specific? And I think that's that's, that's big. I got one on this one too. So if we are giving specific compliments well there's all these studies on like what is too much feedback and how much is positive and how much is negative and i think it's really that's really the art of coaching right it's there's less science here because it's really individual like if they're more mature in their skills and more mature in their confidence they could take a one-to-one i'm just throwing a number out like one sort of compliment to one direction um, but if they need more, they, you, they, you might need to give them more. Yep. And so I guess what I'm saying is if, if there are specific compliments, that will be a lot more powerful than just throwing out random stuff and tr- to try to get to a particular number. Yep. So, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, chapter eight, carrying yourself with confidence. Oh, yes. Now, this is one of my favorite ones. And I've, I've gotten one medal at JOs and we got a bronze medal in the 18 American and we power posed and we have a picture of it. It's so awesome. <laughs> we were, we were kind of like a D2 team and, you know, in SCVA, but we were on a mission to do as well as we could at these tournaments. And we saw the video, I played it for him, the, the Ted talk where it shows that, you know, your posture does something to your mind and not only vice versa, right? So if you can be in a strong posture and have great body language and show that, it will actually change your body chemistry, right? So we totally power posed and it totally helped us. And there's a <laughs> lot of evidence for this. So, I mean, he's big on um, carrying yourself with confidence and uh, having the feelings of that follow. Yeah. Really cool. uh, the thing that hit me is he was talking about on the USA team, players have distinctly different ways of projecting strength. So there's yes. not just one way. And I think that, you know, I always, you know, as a young coach, especially, you know, you love that player who had this big, like kind of tighter, go get him yeah. personality. And I think I probably undervalued some players who had a quieter confidence and I didn't celebrate that as much. And he talks about the difference on his team and uh, how some different players kind of projected this confidence. Uh, and they did so in some very different ways. Right. Have you ever seen the movie Varsity Blues? Long time, a long ago. time ago. Well, there's a lineman on there and he doesn't say a word, right? And his quarterback, <laughs> some someone tries to talk to him and his quarterback, and he doesn't say a word back, right? And his quarterback says he's more internal, like that. But this guy's just like this amazing lineman. So I always think about that when I think of these people competing. Yeah. 
All right. Next one is managing less productive Ooh, thoughts. And man. this gets into some of the mental skills training we were right. just talking about last episode, I think. Absolutely. And I've struggled with this just personally. So knowing this has really helped me. So the first thing is to become aware of your negative thoughts, right? And not so that you can dwell on them, but just so you can understand that they are normal. Everyone has negative thoughts. And then you return to your routine, noticing them, regulate, uh, Realizing that they're normal and going back to your regular state of things really helps you to put those negative thoughts in their proper context. Everyone has doubts. If you can recognize them and put them away or just let them be, that's probably the best way to handle it. And Karch goes into us in his book. It's really productive. Yeah, I think a lot of times we have players and I think, you know, when I play and I still, you know, when I'm playing even tennis, I we get into we get these negative thoughts. So we, you know, if it's, you know, match point and I have to hit a second serve or whatever, and we have this, you know, like feeling like, Oh, you're going to choke here. You know, don't, don't, right. don't miss it. Or right. something. And right. We, so we get this thought and a lot of times we then are down on ourselves for having that thought. It's like, Oh, only a choker has a thought like this. And right. that's not true. No, everybody yes. has those thoughts. It's just Djokovic can handle a thought like that. Right. He has the same thought I have. Right. Right. Yep. A little bit better tennis player. He has <laughs> the same thought, but he has a routine to manage that and go, Hey, yeah, well, Hey, everybody thinks that my focus right here is external, I have a big target there. I see the path of the ball go over the net into my big target. Here we go. Do it. Yes. And so uh, having that routine to get out of that is cool. So really cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, next one, uh, maybe my favorite chapter, being a good teammate. And he he's real deliberate because he has players kind of coming off and on to this national team and they're all yep. you know stars in their own right. But he still has players to a new player. What are three things you want me to know about you? I like that one. And then from a coach, uh, what are three things I need to know about you that will help me be a great coach for you? And you can see that Karch really has this uh, uh, idea of this humility and this uh, kind of you know service leadership that he exudes through this whole thing like hey what can i do to help you get better right uh pretty cool stuff pretty really cool, stuff. cool yeah and he lives it too i know he's let certain players go that maybe haven't been as much in line with that um so it's it's tough and he lives it so it's yep. awesome preparing to be your best Karch, you know played big matches coach big matches chapter 11 prepare to be your best right so this one he talks about the stockdale paradox which i've never heard of before this book, but I have heard of the idea. The idea is the most optimistic POWs didn't make it out. That's that seems strange. That's, seems I guess strange. that's the paradox. That's the paradox, <laughs> right? You need a mix of realistic op optimism and a strong belief that you'll be capable of prevailing, right? It's not just blind optimism. It's both, right? A plan, you need a mix of realism and belief, and you need a plan. So I've I, I consider myself a positive coach, but lately I'm still positive, but I'm being able to be more directive and more have a, more um, more coaching on what the plan is versus just, hey, we're going to win no matter right. what. You know, we got it. Yeah. You know, I and I actually kind of 
am turned off a little bit by that now. It's like, well, wh- how? Like, how are we going to do this? What is the plan? Right. So yeah. it's a really great point by Trojan there. Yeah. In this chapter, he also gets into the story about their bronze medal match. Okay. After they lost uh, just a tough semi match uh, when they wanted to win the gold and they lost. And then Carrie Walsh, who had done the same thing, she had lost her semi and then went and won the bronze. She came and spoke to them with this idea. And I'm going to quote here that she said, breathe believe battle, let the hurt fuel you, lean on each other, stay connected throughout. If things start smoothly and continue that way, stay connected. If they start wobbly and weird, stay connected. If it takes you two and a half games to get your rhythm, stay connected. Love it. And that team, he talks about that, that bronze medal match, even though they didn't win the gold and they won the, the bronze, of being one of his all-time favorite matches that they had to kind of let go of that disappointment and still play a bronze medal match. Uh, and it, it takes was a lot this, of character this to idea, do that. This, that idea. So pretty cool. Very cool um, yeah. Chapter 12, Organizing for Success. And he gets into, uh, Karts is a planner. He's super kind of deliberate guy. Nothing is really left to chance. He talks about the, the book, The Checklist Manifesto. I don't okay. know if you know that book, no. pretty cool. But it's the idea of, you know, you think about uh, occupations that are important, such as a pilot's occupation, right. right? You have all these people and they have these very specific checklists for being a pilot. And I think in the book, they, they used that same idea of a checklist and took it into surgeons. Yes. And they were able to improve the re- results with these surgeons by having them use a very specific checklist. And then he got into Malcolm Gladwell and this uh, idea that I'm, I've kind of gotten into now that there are errors of ignorance and then errors of ineptitude. So errors of ignorance, what we don't know. So when I see something happen on the court, is that an error of ignorance? My players just don't know because I haven't taught them. Or is that an error of ineptitude that we've taught them, but we haven't given them enough practice really to do that. Right. And so I have to give them more opportunities because even though they know it, it's not trained. They're not ready yet. So this idea of organizing and how to do that was all about chapter, uh, chapter 12. And then chapter 13, uh, you know, learning by doing. And that idea that, you know, I talk about this a little bit before is, you know, who are the greatest coaches or excuse me, who are the greatest players in our sports history? It's really Karch and Misty. Right. And how did they learn the game? And they learned on the beach with their dads. Yes. And playing adults and getting pushed. Uh, and Karch in, in that chapter takes this idea of a just do it approach and confronting unknown challenges. So yeah. I say playing a team is better, playing two adults that are better than you right. and do, acting like you're going, uh, you're in the weight room and you're just trying to lift a weight that's a little heavier, right? Yes. And you're challenging yourself with things that are a little heavier. I love this. And it's thing. not comfortable. That's why tournaments are always good because you get in a beach tournament, remember that? Yeah, yeah. And you see this team warm up and you go, oh, we can get these guys. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like, you know, you're down three, eight, you know, what is going on here? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and just a bunch of different styles and how people play the game, but challenging yourself by playing in tournaments and doing that. Absolutely. That's uh, chapter 14, Karch is a, uh, a quote book guy. So oh, he yeah. gets into this words of wisdom. 
You want to share one of those there? Yes, I love this one. So, and this has definitely been my secret, is just failing more than anyone else. Going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. I still have just such enthusiasm for coaching, even though many years I would be considered, you know, to have failed in some respect. And uh, it doesn't stop me. I keep learning from it. I keep going. And that's what we want our teams to do. That's right? Yeah. That's what success yep. is. Yep. Good stuff. So, and then chapter 15, cartoons with go for it. Go for it. Go for it. The benefits of becoming a better learner can be applied and amplified in all areas of your life. So being a better learner. I love that. And all about it. Lewis has got a great point on this too. He says, would you rather play someone who's just disciplined in volleyball or who's disciplined in all aspects of their life? And I'd probably rather play someone who's just disciplined in volleyball because, you know, the the rest of the organization, you know, and the, the discipline may not apply. Maybe you can get them off their, off their rocker. And, and so I love this point that Karch makes about being amplified in all areas of your life. Chasing Greatness, a guide to unlocking your potential on and off the court. Karch Karai with Don Patterson. Get it on uh, the Art of Coaching on, Volleyball website. Get on the website uh it's a, a great yeah it's a great coaching resource so much so that we had to had to do, do a whole, whole episode. episode on it what a great one i'm super stoked we did this if it's the closest thing you can get to being in the gym with Karch, Yep. right if you can't be in the gym read the book and you'll get to know a lot of what he's about super great episode todd once again thank Thanks, you so Davis. much take care bye-bye